0: It's a question we have all asked ourselves at one time or another. What is my purpose in life? And while we all have many gifts and desires that are unique to us as individuals, we were all created for this one purpose, to glorify God our Father. Romans 8:28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So in a world focused only on self, we wanna shift the paradigm to be purposeful women of God. So join us as we change our focus from me to thee. Hello and welcome to the Purposeful Women of God podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tabitha. And we're so glad you're joining us today. Last week was such a great episode. Thanks again to my mom for coming on and teaching that episode for us. She did such a great job. I feel like she did a great job. Aaron came into me the other day and he was like, ooh, your mom was preaching on that episode. I was like, she is not preaching. She is teaching. She Let's so clarify. Um, but we also have to clarify before we get into the episode too deep that Tabitha's got a little bit of a raspy voice today. So if you notice a, bit, a difference, yeah. she's not like sick, sick, but something's happened to the voice, right?
1: Yeah, it's like my vocal cords feel like, I don't know. I can't even explain it. But Just like your throat's It's swollen, been like this for probably five days now we have pushed out recording from when we normally do so hopefully that it would be better and it's it's I mean it's better than what it was a couple of days ago but it's still not it's great still my not kids 100%. say I sound like a drag queen <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so now that I've said that y'all that is can't so funny now nobody's gonna listen to you right the rest of the episode yeah
0: So one other piece of business that we need to take care of before we actually get into the episode today is we wanted to talk about the ladies event. So we are going to be cutting off registration on September 15th. Yes. So if you are interested in coming to the event and you have not yet registered, Please make sure you register. Go to our website, www.PurposefulWomenOfGod.com, and you will be able to see directly when you first get onto our homepage. There will be a scrolling bar that says Register for Event. Click on that, and it's going to take you right to the registration page. We have to have a final count to caterers and different things, so it's very important that
1: you register if you do plan on coming. Yes, it register by September 15th. The event is September 29th at 7 p.m. at Talmo Baptist Church in Talmo, Georgia. So just a reminder of that event and when it'll take place. Yep, so
0: we hope that we see all of you there. Make sure you register, and if you do have any questions, just send us a DM on Instagram, Facebook. We always check those, so if you're having any issues with registration at all, it's something that we can help you with or just take care of for you. Just tell us your name and how many's coming, and we can get you registered. So we are on the final stretch of our study through the fruit of the Spirit. So as we've done each week, I guess we'll go back and read Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And if you've been following along every week, you probably have this committed to memory by now. But it's but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness,
1: temperance. Against such there is no law. Well, and today we are studying the word faith. And this is what I love about God's word and that we have really looked at each week as we've considered each of the words that we've dove into. If you want to know more about a specific topic... There is so much more to discover in God's Word. Paul tells us in Galatians that each of these things should be evident in our lives as Christians. So take, for instance, 1 Corinthians 13. It gives us a whole chapter dedicated to love. And then you want to know what joy is. Well, look in the book of Philippians, and it teaches completely on joy. Last week, Lisa gave us Scripture after Scripture explaining patience. And faith is not an exception. And in Hebrews 11... Um, It is completely dedicated to faith. So that's where most of our study will land today. But there's also a lot more scripture that teaches on faith. There's so much that we could say about faith. Um, But we're going to do our best to really touch on what's important, but to be mindful of your time. We do have a lot to talk about today. And then after we've really studied it out, I realized there was even so much Much more more that we we could go into. That we're probably not going
0: to get into, but... Um, So, the first thing is, what is faith? So, the definition of faith can be found in Hebrews 11.1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But let's break this down and explain what this means. One commentary puts it this way. Biblical faith is not a vague hope grounded in imaginary, wishful thinking. Instead, faith is a settled confidence that something in the future Something that is not yet seen, but has been promised by God will actually
1: come to pass because God will bring it about. And I listened to Tony Evans' sermon this week, What is Faith and How Does It Work? And I sent that over to Ashley too, because I thought he did such a great job explaining the concept of faith. He says, Faith is only as meaningful as the substance to which it is attached. Faith has to do with an expectation and a hope that must involve a substance. So the amount of your faith is not tied to how much faith you have. It's tied to how much substance you possess. A little faith in significant substance produces great results. A lot of faith in insignificant substance will produce no results. Because what makes faith faith is tied to the substance to which it is attached. To understand faith, you have to look at the substance of things hoped for. What is the object? Faith is not necessarily how you feel. Faith is not an emotion, and it doesn't have intellect. Faith is tied to a substance that you have not yet experienced through your five senses, but that is real based on the integrity of the substance that is calling for the faith. I know that is a lot, but he goes on to say, who is the subject calling for the faith? It's God.
0: Yeah and where does faith begin we see in romans chapter 10 following the verses that tell us how to be saved like in verse 13 for whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved we are explained how faith is obtained verse 14 says how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher then in verse 17 it says so faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith doesn't begin until one knows about the gospel, and that only comes by hearing what God's word says. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, in that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Faith begins by hearing the word of God, which comes through preaching and is first demonstrated through salvation as we believe in faith that Jesus is the Son of God, that He gave Himself as a sacrifice for our sins and is coming back for His children one day. We haven't seen all of this with our eyes, but we believe in faith and hope for those things which we have heard and believe to be
1: true based on the evidence of what God's Word says is true. I mean, you can already see there's so many different ways we could talk about faith. But I also want to point out that in verse 3 in Hebrews 11, as we're looking at that, it takes faith all the way back to creation. It says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So science tells us that we must believe in the substance of evolution, which also requires faith, right? Yeah. But what is the basis of that substance? It's something that a man said that really has no basis for reality. Yet we have evidence that there is a creator. There is strong evidence of a creator, but we must believe in faith that the things we see with our eyes were created and were spoken into existence By the word of God, which is explained all the way back in Genesis. All of the things that we see today were formed or made by God who we cannot see. Both creation and evolution requires faith, but we must ask ourselves how trustworthy is the substance in which our faith lies? And personally speaking, I've seen the evidence of God as creator more than the evidence of the Big Bang Theory and evolution. And for a more in-depth study on creation, I would highly recommend looking into Answers in Genesis by Ken Ham. He does a great job explaining that and crazy intelligent man, but who really just brings everything back to Genesis.
0: In Hebrews 10, leading up to what is often known as the Hall of Faith, it says in verse 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without waiver, for he is faithful that promised. Then in verse 36 it says, For ye have need of patience. And if you remember, you know, Mom talked about how patience and faith are tied together. And that verse continues and says, That after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the judge shall live by faith. The just, the righteous, the saved are called to live by faith. Those who are living by faith get to experience God. They get to see God fulfilling his promises within their circumstances. So let's continue on in Hebrews 11 and look at the examples of men and women who lived by faith. Abel, for instance, brought a worthy sacrifice to God and was killed by his brother. And yet his faith is still spoken of today. Even though the results of his faith on earth resulted in his death, his faith brought him to God after his death. Let's look at Enoch, Elijah. He never died. He was translated and was carried away by a chariot of fire because he had faith. What about Noah? Never having seen rain before, Noah obeyed God and built an ark despite the ridicule he must have faced. Could you imagine No, I mean. I mean, just living in that time, knowing
1: it had never rained before. They had to think he was crazy. (laughs) They had to think he was a nut job. Yeah. Which is so, I saw somebody post the other day on Facebook and was sharing about Noah and they had heard a, a message about him. And this is just a side note, but they were talking about how for 120 years, he delivered the message of God,
0: right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he was telling it everybody was about God time. and to have faith
1: in God. Yeah. And yet, at the end of that time, after he had built the ark and all of that, the only people that came to know the Lord and who trusted in the Lord were eight people. Yeah. Noah, his wife, his three Amen. sons, and their, their wives. wives. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes even in ministry, you get so discouraged, mm. I think. Yeah. You know, like, we... We measure things by numbers, yeah. You know, but but if you ask Noah at the end of that, was it all worth it? Because he saved his family, his you know. Family through that, his was family saved. was saved. Absolutely, it was yeah. worth it. You know, it wasn't this great revival where hundreds of people yeah. uh, were saved. It was just his family. But all of that that he went through,
0: it was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah, and just to see, you know, his obedience to God, it required faith. You could not do what Noah did without faith. Exactly. And then we look at Abraham. He left his home, not knowing where God was leading him, but acted in faith because he believed God to be trustworthy. And God had promised that he would be the father of all nations. And then we see Sarah, you know, because of her faith conceived a child, Isaac, even though she was 90 years old, you know, Mm -hmm. and then with Isaac, Abraham demonstrated his faith in God again through Isaac, when he was obedient to God and was willing to offer his son as a sacrifice. And then Isaac showed faith in God through his sons, Jacob and Esau. But I was reading something the other day and I was listening to something. And, you know, we all think about the story of Isaac, that he had to be a child, right? Mm -hmm. As he was carrying him up this mountain, he was not a child. I mean, things that I have looked at, he, he was like late teenager, possibly early 20s.
1: Wow. Yeah. As he was
0: yes, as he was being led up here by his father and like, where's our sacr you know, he was where's our sacrifice? You know. That
1: story, like
0: sometimes that's hard to swallow. That's hard. And especially to think that he was not a young child. He was just like, What you doing, Daddy? You know, like he was and he had to be obedient in even what he Abraham was doing. So it would have registered with him
1: what was going on. Yeah,
0: at that point in time. He was old enough to understand. to understand yeah wow, that's so tough. he had to have faith in that time as well and then Jacob you know he worshiped God until he was dying of course Joseph we know Joseph's story despite all that he had experienced in life being you know sold into slavery by his brothers he continued serving the Lord until his death and look how God rewarded him for his for his faith and his servitude And then Moses, you know, faith was evident in his life beginning from his parents as they hid him in the river to protect his life and continued on as he saw the Red Sea parted and, you know, saw the children of Israel being brought into the promised land. And then Rahab, you know, protected the spies in faith, saw the walls of Jericho fall and was saved from the destruction of
1: Joshua and his army. And that's just to name...
0: Yeah, just a a few few that were
1: mentioned in Hebrews. There are so many more examples of men and women throughout Scripture that lived by faith and were given as examples in Hebrew 11. Many tortured, imprisoned, and even experienced death because of their faith. But this is the amazing part of everyone who was honored in Hebrews 11. They were all just regular men and women just like we are. There wasn't anything super extraordinary about any of these people, but what made them extraordinary is their faith in the one true God who could do the extraordinary. And that's true for us today. We all are just regular, normal people. There's nothing special about any of us, but we serve a God who can do the miraculous. The same God that allowed Enoch to not see death, the same God that made Abraham the father of all nations. The same God that caused Sarah to conceive at 90 years old. The same God that saved Moses when he was hit as a baby. And the same God that turned Rahab from just a prostitute to an ancestor of Jesus Christ himself. If he can do all of that for these people, he is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And he can and will do the same for us today. Yeah, it's just
0: like you said, he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called, you know, and you think of all the people that he chose to bless and who had the most faith in God that God could use them and bless their lives. Ones that were just like, they were flawed and they were imperfect, just like we are. And, you know, just as mom had taught about last week, when she talked about exercising patience, we also have to exercise our faith It starts with faith in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Then our faith grows and we begin walking by faith, not by sight, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. These men and women weren't perfect. They made mistakes in their walk, but they began a journey with the Lord in faith. And we can begin that journey of faith today, too, no matter what our past has looked like. And, you know, I can't help but think about the story when Jesus went to Nicodemus by night Mm -hmm. and he used the wind, you know, as as an example, right. we, we can hear it whistle. Yeah. We can see it blowing through the leaves. We can see the trees blowing, but you don't physically see the wind, but you know it's there. It's just like our faith. We can't physically see faith. But we know it's there and we, we can believe in Jesus. We don't physically see Jesus, but we know he's there and we can believe in him because we can feel his presence. If you have been saved, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you and you can
1: feel his presence within you. And that makes me think of like all of those people that we talked about that are mentioned in Hebrews as well as others. There were times that they did not live by faith. You know, they made mistakes along the way. Every single one of those people made a mistake. And the Bible highlights those mistakes Mm -hmm. that they made. You know, Abraham lied. And um, Joseph, you know, even though his life later on, like, reflected God's mercy, there was a time that he was a bratty little brother, yes. you know, <laughs> that yes. that's what he got was him them yes. with his
0: dreams that he was going to one day roll over all Right. Of them, and that's what know? got
1: him in the situation <laughs> that he was in. That's right. So they all made mistakes, but there was a time in their life that they turned it around mm-hmm. and they put their faith in God That's right, and believed him. And Some of them, even after, made mistakes along the way. Oh, yeah. But the Bible still highlights them, Mm -hmm. you know, that they're just that little bit of faith, that those moments of faith that they had, God Mm -hmm. used it for a great purpose. And that just makes me wonder, Ashley, do you have a personal testimony of a time that you can remember of really having to have faith in God that maybe you were going through a situation and you just trusted him? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I've, I've had a few. And I think the older you get, the more you experience these things. When you're yeah. younger, you're just going through the motions, right. right? You don't get to experience some of these, the things that you do as you get older and really how God works in your life, living by faith. But I guess the biggest one for us was when I quit work. You know, I mean, we were always a two income family and it right. took a lot of faith that God was going to continue to take care of us after I quit work. Mm-hmm. And he has. And, you know, we haven't missed a meal. We haven't missed right. a payment. We haven't skipped a beat. And your needs so are still met. Our so. needs are met and, and more. Right? right. I mean, he it he tells us he gives us what we need and, and more. And he has. And so I think that was probably one of the bigger things recently that Aaron and I together have just had to step out on faith in, and, and he's took care of us. Yeah. What about you? What's been so the biggest story
1: that sticks out in my mind is as as we were going through our adoption with Justin and Charlie and we had gotten a phone call that these precious little boys were needing a home and so the first thing that I did was like, okay, let me call Derek and see. And I can't remember what all I've shared on the podcast. I know so, we have said. I don't think that you have
0: shared like your
1: adoption story
0: about Justin and Charlie. So,
1: And maybe we'll get into more detail, we'll get, but I yeah. will. I will give but up. we do have time for whatever you <laughs> want to talk about. There's
0: time. So. Well,
1: I'll, I'll tell you. So we, Derek and I adoption had been put on our heart and so we were really praying through that we had talked to some other people who we knew that had adopted just trying to get some ideas of where to even begin and so we had gone to an adoption seminar and it was put on our hearts just to get a home study at that moment nothing else you know international adoption none of that was really put on our heart it wasn't anything that we were being called to It was just like let's just pursue this and so we started that we had contacted someone to do a home study for us we had not completed a home study but in the meantime god had allowed me to run into a friend from my high school at a target one day who had recently adopted and i had just asked her you know hey could we meet for coffee one day and just let me pick your brain She was so gracious and like, yes, absolutely. That didn't happen. We didn't, we never met for coffee, but she called me a month later and said, I have gotten a phone call about these twin boys. Would you and Derek be interested? You were the first person that came to my mind. I was like, well, let me call Derek. (laughs) You know, that was, of course, adoption was on our mind, but I never imagined two babies, you know, babies. (laughs) Yeah. So I called him and he was like, well, let's just do the next right thing. We have no idea where this is going to lead us, but let's just do the next right thing. And so we called to complete our home study. I made a phone call to the lady to do our home study, an attorney, a phone call to her, I made a phone call to our doctors because we needed physicals. Um, There were a couple of, oh, we needed a background check. All of these things, and if you've ever adopted, you know that it's a long process. Things that should have taken months, I got done in a week. It's crazy. In a week. And so God just kept Mm -hmm. giving us these little nuggets of you just make the phone call. You do the next right thing. And I'll handle And that. I'll handle the rest. Mm. And then throughout the rest of the process, as we, you know, defects and things like that were involved, we're trying to scare us to death. You know, Charlie has a feeding tube. Um, Justin, we don't know if he can see or if he can hear. And so there were so many different things that were possibly going to be in our path that we had no idea. I, I had no issues. idea how to handle that. Yeah. And yet I just felt like God was calling, like just just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. So we did. And everything, God just brought it to pass. And we watched him answer prayer after prayer. Sorry. <laughs> um, in their healing process, yeah. I never had to change a <laughs> feeding tube. <laughs> Um, They went through therapy for a year, and even our therapist thought that it would be a lifelong process because they they weren't responding the way your average child would. In a year, he released us because he was like, they're caught up with their peers, and we just saw God answer all of these prayers. And it's like we had no idea what we were going to face, but we had to trust. I knew that we had to trust God, and Derek knew that we had to trust God, that whatever he brought us to, We were going to be able to handle it because he was with us. And that is the biggest story that I have seen. testimony. Yeah, that it did require faith, but he walked with us every step of the way.
0: And from uh, when you told us about the twins, we were so excited. But then when we knew about some of the health things that y'all may face, um, I get emotional just looking at those kids sometimes now because I'm like, they, I don't think, if y'all didn't adopt them, I don't think they would be where they're at today. And so every time I look at them, I just see these little miracles, you know, and I just see how God is in their life. And I can't wait to see how God continues to use their lives because he obviously yeah. has something very special I for those boys. Does. I know he does. And well, um, they are
1: hard to handle sometimes <laughs> right now. It's seven well, years even, old now. But even at
0: babies, I was just like, I don't know how Tabitha is doing it. And I know <laughs> there was a lot of hard days, but man, I just, Oh, I mean, Aaron and I would have conversations. I'm like, oh my gosh, are they crazy? What are they doing, you know? And and we don't know if they're going to have issues and what are they going to do with this and that. And and through it all, we just continued to pray for those kids and man, look at them now. I mean, you would never even know there was anything
1: ever wrong with them, you know? And that is a testament to our friends and family. Like I felt those prayers. I knew that we had so many people praying for us and for their health and you know, at the end of the day, we did nothing special. It was God that did yeah. the work. And so we can look at him and say, wow, he answered our prayers. But he walked with us yeah. and he led us through. Just He gave us little nuggets along the way of, you know, when I got the phone call about the boys. Something, this is something simple that just is for Derek and I. But if we ever had another baby, boy or girl, we were going to name it Charlie. <laughs> And that was, that was one, one of one the baby's names. was Charlie. Their birthday was on our anniversary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whether good or may, bad. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe good or bad. Yeah. But it was just little things like that, that God was giving us those little nuggets along the way. Like, look at how all of this right. is aligned. It's fitting. You know? It's
0: connecting. Yeah. And I'm connecting all these dots for you. And it's amazing how if you are living for God and you're following his will in your life, how he will connect all those dots but that doesn't Amazing. mean
1: that there weren't hard days. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. there were some tough days through all of that. No, there were no sleep. Um, you know, trying to get two little ones to therapy, and plus having and you two, had the older, two ones, older Yeah. Um, one who had just you know started school and yeah. was already having lots of transitions. So, it was, it was a big change. It was a lot for all of us. But now here we are. They just celebrated their seventh mm-hmm. birthday. They are thriving. Happy birthday to the twins. Yes, yeah. they're doing so well. They're. You know, doing great. They're in amazing. You're doing amazing. They love sports. They love, you know, all of those things. And they're great at a lot of things. So. Yeah, they've done really well. So that is just a testament of us of walking by faith yeah. in that situation. Nothing special that God we did, do. but God did so much more than we could have ever thought or imagined. So, what's the purpose for this episode today? Well, embedded in all of the scripture on faith in Hebrews 11, in verse six, it says. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that's a strong statement. It's impossible Mm -hmm. to please God without faith. He's told us what faith is. He's given us examples of living by faith. And in Hebrews 12, 2, it tells us that he is the author and finisher of our faith. And one day there will be an end to our faith. He will complete our faith journey when our faith becomes sight. The purpose is that one day we will see Jesus face to face, and there will no longer be a need for faith. But until then, walk by faith. Let's look at First Peter first, one seven through nine. It says that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Man, what a I love sp- that. Yes, what a love verse. Like verse. one day, our faith is going to become, become sight. Light. Yeah. So what's the challenge for us this week? I told you that I listened to Tony Evans' um, sermon, and he continued on in his sermon by saying, when we are not walking by faith, we are challenging God's integrity. To not live by faith is to call God a liar. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. So my challenge this week is exercise your faith by not tying it to your emotions. The strength of your faith is not tied to how you feel, but tied to the substance we have faith in. So walk in faith knowing that the one your faith is in is faithful. He has proven himself faithful. We've seen the examples in scripture and we've seen him work in our own lives, but Ashley, I would really like for you to end by looking at two attitudes of faith in scripture found in the story of the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Mm -hmm. Meshach, and Abednego, as well as Queen Esther. While these two stories were not mentioned in Hebrews, they give us perfect examples of where our faith must lie.
0: Yeah, they definitely do. So, The three Hebrew boys were under the rule of King Nebuchadnezzar, and when they were brought before the king with the entire nation to bow down and worship the king's golden image, they responded by saying, If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. We know the, how that story ends. You know, God yeah, is. But able. if not, if
1: not, if He doesn't deliver me, it's okay I'm still, too. That's okay too. I'm still, I'm still gonna
0: serve Him. I'm, a, I'm, I'm okay. I know where I'm going. Yeah. Right. And then we saw in Queen Esther with Queen Esther's story. In a brave act to stand before the king to defend the Jews, knew that going before the king could cause her to die. And in her bravery, she decided to move forward in faith and said, "If I perish, I perish." You know. In these two examples, and and God showed up in that story as well. And so in these two examples, they did not know what the outcome would be. But they knew the one in whom their faith was placed. We do not know what tomorrow holds. And faith is not always getting our own way, but it's knowing that God loves his children. And no matter the outcome, no matter the results, we must remain faithful to God our Father. Because if we are to experience God in action, we must walk in faith. And I love this final quote by Tony Evans. Faith is acting like it is so, even when it is not so, in order that it might be so,
1: simply because God said yes, so. Yes, I love that. I, so love I like
0: that. that. So Tabitha,
1: will you just close us out in a word of prayer? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just come to you today. Lord, we thank you for this time of studying the word faith. God, we just thank you that you have proven yourself faithful to us time and time again, Lord. And I pray that we would be obedient to you, um, that we would prove you in faith, not knowing what tomorrow holds, but knowing that you hold tomorrow and that we can hold fast to verses like Romans 8, 28, that is our theme verse, that we can know that things would work out for good because we love you and that we're called according to your purpose. And that is what faith is. And we just thank you for the explanation in Hebrews 11 and the examples that you've given us throughout scripture. We love you and we thank you for all that you've done in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope that you've learned a little bit more about faith that maybe you didn't know. And join us next week and we're gonna wrap up within the next couple weeks our episodes on the fruit of the spirit in this whole series. So I hope that you've enjoyed it. Follow along with us on social media, Instagram and Facebook. And remember as always, a sincere desire to become purposeful woman of God starts with changing focus from me to thee. God bless from our hearts to yours. See ya!